Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to do end of the season awards, moments, and then we're going to grade the team, all if we have time. Uh, the Astros win today, they win the American League West, and we are here to talk about it. Steven Peterson is here, Stadium Steffi's here. Let's ask ladies first, Steffi, what's up? Oh my God, y'all. I am so excited about the win today, about winning the West. I think the Astros picked the most dramatic way possible that they could win the West and said, yeah, let's do that. That sounds like fun. So, um, you know, but got the job done, which is amazing. And I mean, a lot of people doubted this team. They doubted really how much these guys could do. And I'm very much one that's like, hey, it's not over till it's over. Let's see what happens. And man, did they deliver. Yeah, I mean, just to pretty much repeat what she said, I think it was just all a test from the the veterans to be like, hey, rookies, uh, we've done this a couple times. Let's see what you guys can do. Let's make it interesting this year, and uh, we'll just win the division a new way this time. So the Astros needed to sweep Arizona, and they needed Seattle to win three out of four. And I was surprised that Seattle went after this series so bad once, I mean, especially today. Like, if they truly hate the Astros, they could have lost on purpose. But we had the benefit. Uh, Texas lost, and Arizona wasn't even trying. Uh, we win the series 3-0. to zero. Like we said, Texas lose 3-4. of four. We are the American League champs, and I that's amazing. We won 2-1. to one. We won 1-0 to zero in today's 8-1. to one. My player of the series offensively was Jose Abreu. You guys agree with that? Yeah, no percent. question about it. Yep. And my pitcher is Urquidy. I think it's going to be a clean sweep. Yep. I yeah, agree there, absolutely. Urquidy. And then I have I gave Javier the rose because I didn't expect him to 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 pitch so well. Hundred percent. All right, we're done with that then, folks. <laughs> now let's get to the end of the year awards, which is the reason we all wanted to do this. Number one, the position player of the year. We're going to have a lot of debate. We're going to have a lot of questions. Who do y'all have? Tucker, Jordan, Chaz, or Altuve? That are your four choices. Steffi, who do you got? I see. I didn't pick anyone off of that list. I actually did a write-in of Dubon. Um, that was my pick for player of the year because I think with how many games Altuve was out, how many games Jordan was out, I felt like Dubon was really the most consistent player of the team all season. And I mean, the way he was able to slot into Jose's position and really just, I, I think we wouldn't have won the West without Dubon playing the way he did during those games where Jose was gone. Um, I think he obviously was huge in that, but then also the fact that you can put him literally anywhere on the field and he's going to be making plays. I think by, by and far, he was my player of the year personally. Offensive player of the year. Okay. Who do you got, Steve? So, Wait, so position player of the year or offensive player of the year? Because that's two different things. That's true. I thought we just said player yeah, of the you year. Said, you said position well, player. Position of the year. player of the year. Well, that's how we do it. It's position player, which is okay, somebody yeah. 
So, then, so I went. I wrote in Dubon as well. Wow! Because because not only of the Altuve time, but uh, he did a lot of the alpha work when Jordan was down as well. Uh, mm-hmm. When Abreu was going in the funk, he played, I think, a couple games at first base uh, with Yiner and some other people he called up. He's played, I think, every position in the infield. Uh, he does pretty much everything. And it's not like he came in and was a 240 guy. When he came in for Altuve, if you remember, he was batting like 320 for most of, like, probably almost to the All-Star break. I know for the first two months. And uh, he's not too shabby defensively is my big thing. And... He's had a couple of walk-offs this year too. So it's not like he's just going in there and getting a couple of base hits. Like he's, he's been clutch bringing the energy and, and doing what the team needed. All right. My pick is Kyle Tucker. The dude almost hit 30. Did he hit 30 home runs? He hit 29, stole 30 bases, led the American league in RBIs. And I, and a Twitter agreed with me or X, whatever it is, they got 69%. They agree with me. Kyle Tucker not diminishing how important I, I think Dubon was very important, very important to the success. But Kyle Tucker, we rode his coattails for the first two months. I think we couldn't have done it without him either. So there is no wrong answer. Starting pitcher of the year, Steph. Um, starting pitcher of the year. I mean, I think I have to go JP France. I mean, JP came in obviously rookie season really held it down. Also, too, it just felt like he never let the moment get too big. So even in moments where he was struggling, he came out the next game and it felt like he was always refreshed and kind of had that really good mental energy every single game. Um, And, yeah, I think that was huge. So, yeah, I I had to go Framber here. France, up until the last two, two and a half or so months, would have been my guy. But I think – being so young and getting in these tight races and not having much rest with our injuries. Uh, he did suffer from that a little bit. Framber though, I mean, he had a couple of bad starts. His losses, if you look at it at one point, he had a losing record with the best ERA in the AL for a bit. Like, he just didn't get the run support, for example, Javier was getting. And, I mean, a couple of bad starts at the end of the year, but, you know, Framber is Framber for me. I also have Framber Valdez and Twitter – 57% Framber, 43% JP France, Christian Javier, and Hunter Brown, zero. I didn't even give the options. I'm sorry, folks. You guys <laughs> want to know who the options are, but we all know who the options are. So sorry about that. Okay, now we got a new category, the newcomer of the year. This is someone that joined the team this year. And it could be, I'll tell you who it is. It's Diaz, JP France. Abreu and JV. I think JP France may have pitched last year, but he really wasn't on the team. So who do y'all got? Steffi? I went Diaz for this one. I mean, I think he is just, I mean, the way he hit the ball this season and with the limited at bats that he had, I mean, I think he, he was huge for the team. And I think that he is truly our catcher of the future. And I think it was great him getting to learn from Maldi. And you saw that almost like big brother, little brother kind of relationship with them uh, forming as the season went on, which was a great sight to see. Cause I mean, Maldi, I think Maldi knows, you know, it's, it's, it's that time is coming and, uh, and Diaz is going to be that guy and he wanted to help him be as good as he could be. So I thought, I thought Diaz was amazing this season. Yeah, I also went with Yiner. Um, my biggest thing that gave him the edge was he was doing so much for the team. It was 
how do we get this guy in? And when Abreu went went out for you know a couple of weeks with it was oblique and I think mental stuff, he stepped into first base. He's DH. He's caught. Um, you know, once you have a guy that it's just like okay, we got to get him in, get him in the lineup somehow. As a rookie, especially, uh, he also kind of if you remember, it was all can't wait till Corey Lee's up. Can't wait till Corey Lee's up. Can't wait till Corey Lee's up. Yep. And uh, yep. Has anybody mentioned Corley since no. in the last year? <laughs> nope. I also have Not Diaz. Once. Diaz and I have Diaz and Twitter also voted Diaz 59%. Abreu got 3%. But let me tell you this. If Jose Abreu wasn't Jose Abreu, if he wasn't someone that everyone expected to come in and hit 300 and, and hit 30 home runs, this dude had 17 home runs. And 88 RBIs, I think that was before today, or it was during today's game. He would have definitely been the newcomer of the year, but he had, his expectations were too high. But Diaz, amazing job. I, ne- I I was just like you. I was like, Corey Lee's the catcher of the future. No, he's not. So real quick on Abreu, talking about how hot he is real quick, because I don't know if we'll get back to him. Uh, he leads all of baseball in RBIs this month and actually broke the Astros record as of yesterday for most RBIs uh, in September with 26 as of yesterday. So, and people wow. have been dogging him Abreu's out. Doing people have been hating on him the whole month. He had a bad start. He's, his RBIs are fine. His numbers are close to what they were uh, as of like August as his MVP year. It's fine. All right. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> All right, now we got relief pitcher of the year. We split this up so that a relief pitcher could win. Presley, Naris, Stanek, and Abreu. Who do you got, Steph? I had to go Naris on this one. I think he was nails all season. The energy he brings, the excitement he brings every single game. Um, I think he's just, man, he he was that guy this year that you could count on every time he went out to the mound. And, um, yeah, it's intangible. This was absolutely the hardest decision for me because I am a huge Brian Abreu fan, like absolutely huge. I think he's our best relief guy. And uh, I had to go Naris though, <laughs> simply because Abreu's been, Abreu's been beaten up the last two or three weeks and hasn't got to pitch that much. And I talked about it on our last show. That moment with Julio, I think is our play of the year or our, like our moment of the year of him doing that, lit the fire under us. Haven't lost since, and I think that put him over the edge for me with Naris. I also have Naris. Twitter also has Naris, 72%. <laughs> That's crazy. Abreu got 24 Press, Presley got 4% of the votes. Stanick got zero. I thought Stanick was pretty decent this year, but but Naris, like almost any time that there was something exciting, even if, like uh, they said it on the show today, even if he did it to himself, he would get out of it, and it was exciting. But mm-hmm. I wanted to write in Magic Man, but I didn't think y'all would believe me. <laughs> hey, if if Souza, Souza, Souza would have got a Souza. more time, zero earned runs with Effie, us. what's so. that guy's name? Wild. I call him Souza. I don't know. Souza? Jeez. I call him Souza, but I could be wrong. I have no idea. All right, the next category is most slandered. And this isn't really if you slander them, but I guess you can figure that in as well if you want to. But kind of like <laughs> like what you're seeing on social media and what you're hearing, who's getting slandered the most? Oh, man, I think it was Maldi. Maldi got it 
all season. And even when he's had incredible moments, people let are me, still Let me mad. give you all the it's choices, insane. folks. <laughs> let me give you all the choices. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Steph. It was Maldi. No, you're good. Jose Abreu, who got a lot. Alex Bregman. I don't I don't know about that. but And then Dusty. Who else do you think got slander <laughs> that should be on here? Oh, man. Because there's some people nobody know. talks bad about them, but I yeah. think it was a 50-50 race between Dusty and Maldi. That really is the yeah. only two we needed on It was pretty close, here. yeah. I think whoever whoever slandered Bregman took his votes. It could have been a tie, but who did you have? You had Maldi? I had Maldi. Okay. Steve? See, I, I had Dusty seeing – I saw Dusty getting slandered the most because – He got a lot of slander. He got a lot he of did. slander. He and really did. every time <laughs> – I wouldn't really see so much – Maldi slander as I would Yiner's just playing better, get him in the lineup. It wasn't so much Maldi's killing us, get Maldi out. Maldi sucks. It was kind of like, I really want to see Yiner get yeah. him in the game. Uh, there was the moments where Maldi, but I mean, every loss, I mean, at the end of the year on the podcast, we were talking about it. What did so what while did people you are slandering Dusty? Maldi, they're really slandering Dusty? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's Ooh. the lineup slander for me, the lineup and That's the decision. Fair. That is fair. Um, I say Maldi too. I guess because I notice it the most because well, he's that's my boy. Guy. Yeah, that's your guy. But the, did you see his average? You got it up to 190. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was 195. There you go. That's my boy. Hey. That is and my also, boy. He'll be quick, back next year, whether you like it or not, folks. I'm telling you now. The Bregman slander, <laughs> the reason. So Maldi got 50% of the vote. Dusty got 44.4. And Bregman got 5.6. And I had mentioned a little bit before the All Star break, he's, he's always bad. Before the all-star break? Yep. This year he was like 220, 224. Like people bad. forget that. And the slander was trade him and Pena <laughs> for Luis Roberts, <laughs> Dylan Cease, and Tim Anderson. So I think oh, that's man. why he made the listing of votes. But I mean, this is every year with Bregman. 230 before the all-star break ends at 280, 260. Like, come go. on, guys. We're used to this by now. All right. The next category wow. is least slandered. And I'm telling you now, these four nominees, I have never heard one bad thing about these guys. Jordan, Tucker, Altuve, and Chaz. I put I didn't know how to put Chaz or Diaz because I've never heard either one. None of these five guys get slandered. Oh, man. I went Altuve. Um, I will say with Chaz, I have some friends that have a running joke about um, not my center fielder. So I have heard a little bit of Chaz slander, but um, I went Altuve because how can you hate that guy? You know, he's he's he is Mr. Astro of our generation, you know? Yeah. OK, first off, I'm going to need you to send me the ats or the addresses for those Chaslanders because <laughs> I was 23 percent. I was I was oh. livid from game one when we started Jake Myers in center and not Chaz after that World Series. But I digress. I actually did have Chaz <laughs> as the least slandered. Because, like I said, since week one, I was all, I personally didn't see any of, I mean, aside from Maldi Dusty, and like I said, the slight Bregman and Pena slander, did, was there any other slander from, I mean, we could put the rest of the roster here, I think, and you don't hear anything out of anyone, but I did go Chaz because he, I think, finally got the recognition from Dusty, and, you know, that kind of quieted down even more, and I think people were pulling for him more. I think it's funny that we all pick somebody different in this category, but it's good because they all don't get slandered. I have Kyle Tucker 
Exactly. I don't think he gets he gets slandered a lot. Uh, the only thing I, I really hear about Altuve getting slandered and then why I didn't pick him is for his base running. That is true. He gets well, he makes point. some people he gets some people upset about <laughs> his base running. Well, he's been getting a lot of people upset too about he had quite a few throwing errors and fielding errors this year and the end of last year. So um that too is a small Altuve thing. All right, next up, the Coach Rose winner. And this is a this is a tough category. I only have three people. Mauricio Dubon, who no one expected him to do what he did. JP France, no one expected him to, to show up and do what he did. And Yiner Diaz. No, again, nobody expected any of these three guys to contribute to the Astros this year. Steph, who do you got? My personal coach rose of the year is the Mariners for uh, really making it happen for us this last game. But if I have to pick an Astros player, I'm going Dubon. I mean, you know, what I was saying earlier, you know, this guy showed up when we needed him to. He was so versatile in, you know, being able to play all over the field. And when Justin Verlander wants you as his personal center fielder, like that's got to feel pretty damn good. So definitely got to go Doobie on this one. So. I will be honest. I originally voted Dubon as soon as this came out, but that's not my pick. Mm. I have a write-in. Oh, okay. And I just talked about him. Chaz McCormick was statistically the best center fielder in the AL this year. Is there anybody who thought coming into the year, we thought, okay, Chaz, had a, he'll, he'll be a 240, 250 guy. He's great defensively. We saw that in the World Series. He at one point was leading the league, all of Major League Baseball, in uh, catches with a under 10% expect, catch expectancy. So his defense was extremely good. And statistically, um, on the offensive side, like I said, Julio might have caught him in the last week, but Julio started struggling as well, so I don't think he did. But he was the number one center fielder in the American League this year, and I don't think anybody expected that or even thought that was possible. I think most of us after the World Series had high expectations for Chaz. But I did. Best, I didn't think he'd be the, the best, best, but I had. Yeah. Ex- I went with Dubon. I'm with Steffi. I went with Dubon. This guy was so good that they'll they'll say Altuve's out for three games, and you don't even care. You're not worried. You care, but you're not worried. You're not like, oh God. So he did a great job. So that's I mean, all he- the awards. He was so good too. Real quick on Dubon too, like where it's so close with him is he was so good that. Jake Myers started the season in center field. You don't Two, even twice. Think, yeah, you don't even think Jake Myers coming into center field of Chazen's there. You think Dubon. Like that's how good Dubon has been playing this year. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. All right. Now, Steph came up with some key moments. Do you have that written down? Because I do, if you want me to go over it. I do. I do have these written down. So um, we asked the people 
Um, what was the best moment of the season? I think the biggest ones that we got here were the Framber no hitter, which obviously huge on the day we signed Justin Verlander back. So, or trade for Justin Verlander, um, Altuve hitting the cycle and Altuve hitting 2000. Um, those were the biggest ones. I think for me, I got to go Framber no hitter. I think for me, it's, it's something that really is obviously a rear feat for a pitcher and to get to see that on our home field, first lefty in Astros history to do it. Um, and especially to a solo no hitter is, is insane. So I got to go with that for my favorite moment of the season. Um, and I think it was one of the biggest by far. What do you guys got? What do you guys got? So, so my <laughs> biggest moment of the season was Hector Neris at Julio. I've said it a thousand <laughs> times. I legitimately think he loves that trash talking. No, I don't love the trash talking. We've talked about, we should have did it a long time ago. Then we were so quiet. Mm-hmm. Our veterans weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. We could, we had no hitting. No one would be yelling at each. Not that we need to be yelling like in a hostile way, but whether we were scoring, whether we weren't scoring, whether we were pitching, whether we weren't pitching, everyone was just like, all right, we'll get him tomorrow. Okay. We'll get him tomorrow. Eventually, you needed that fire, and it finally came. Now, that might be my favorite moment, but the big or the biggest moment, but my favorite moment was uh, actually Altuve cycle. That was really cool. I think um, just a cool moment. One of the few things he hadn't done yet, and to do it at Fenway is, I mean, come on, it's at Fenway. Yeah. Fenway. <laughs> so I added one here when uh, Kyle Tucker got two triples in one inning. That was pretty uh-huh. awesome. Yep, yep, yep. But I went with Framers no hitter as well. That was my choice. Love to see it. So uh, the next one we had was best series of the season. This one was pretty unanimous, and that was the sweep of the Rangers beginning of September. Um, I definitely picked that one as well. I think it's one of those moments where obviously the Rangers kind of had a stronghold on the West for a good chunk of the year, and then. We came into their house and our fans traveled very well that series as well. And really just getting to see, you know, just the offensive juggernaut the Astros are known to be in play against Texas was huge for me. What do you guys think? Yeah, that is also what I went with. A close second for me would have been that Padre series at home where we got, we lost 8-2 game one and then put up 19 to like three the next two games. <laughs> kind of came alive. Um, that was right before that same series. But, yeah, I mean, that Ranger series, we just I, – I, I describe it as one of those big brother coming back home from college and letting little brother know, hey, I'm still here. This is still my place, not yours. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite as well. Going into your – now, I mean, the last couple of years, they haven't been our most hated rival because they haven't been good. But now they've they're back where they are. And I also like the Astros when they swept the A's, and I know it's just the A's, but that was a state that topped off a seven-game win streak, which was the highest win streak of the year. But I agree with you guys. So next up, we had biggest play of the season. This was another one that seemed pretty unanimous, and it was the Benia play on Friday, um, obviously making that insane catch to get him out and get out of the inning, um, take away some extra bases that could have been that – really could have changed this entire series. And that seemed to be the consensus. And I'm with them on that one. Yep. I mean, I think everybody believes that, especially you look at the play, two runs are going to score. It's going to be tied in the eighth and you don't know what's going to happen. Not only with that game, we might not even make the playoffs, let alone win the division. So that 
was possible season saving play. I mean, the scoop at first by Abreu too, like everything was just perfect on that. I just wrote Pena many times. He he made so <laughs> many plays this year. So many like catches and spinning around and it was amazing. Man, and I think too, you know, obviously last year offensively he did a little bit better. He was maybe hitting the ball and seeing it a little better and people hadn't figured him out quite yet, but his defense is just so top notch that, you know, he's, he's going to be really good for a really long time. And um, I can't wait to see, wait to see what he does in October again this year. It's going to be awesome. And he's, he's uh, and then our guys, last, oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Payne is one of those guys that I've brought up too on the show. He's like a Bregman last year. He started slow and you saw what he did at the end of the year, especially in the playoffs this year, he was batting like, 220 going into July still got up to 265 got right there with Bregman in the average and he's starting to hit starting to play defense are we going to see another Pena in the playoffs like we did last year that that's a big possibility yeah that would be absolutely key and I wouldn't hate it let's put it that way Mm -hmm. um so our last one of the uh the moments of the year, biggest hit of the season. This was another one that was pretty unanimous. Um, and that was Kyle Tucker's grand slam in Baltimore. I, again, I, I'm with it. I think that was huge and big moment for Kyle. But again, you know, you look at moments of the season that really bring that spark. And that was one of those moments because the Orioles are a great team this year. They're a fun one to watch. Honestly, I would say out of the AL, they're probably the ones I'm the scared of the most for sure. Um, so I think that was huge um, with that Graham slam in Baltimore. What do you guys think? I mean, everything of that moment you just talked about, Kyle Tucker's Grand Slam, it's just like from the call to the camera angles because there's a bunch from that Orioles game to mm-hmm. the fans' reaction because there's so much orange in Baltimore but there were so many Astros fans there like there are everywhere. It was so, it was just awesome to see. And I mean, Kyle Tucker doing Kyle Tucker things, right? (laughs) Always. So so my pick, I wanted to pick, I wanted to put it in the moment, but I liked Framber. So this is my hit because it was a hit and it was a moment. It was like one of the, the coolest emotional moments of the year. Jose Abreu's first home run. When he sprinted around the bases, slid into home, I mean, slid into the dugout, right? It was amazing. I love that moment. Oh, that one was one of my favorites. I have never been as happy for someone hitting their first home run as I was for Abreu. Um, because man, that guy, the way he just brings joy to his play and the way he was so excited and then the team embracing him. Oh, that moment. Uh, it lives rent free in my head every day in the best possible way. Yeah, it was awesome. If you can, if you watch that and you can't smile, then there's something wrong with you. It's facts. All right, Steve, do you have your grades? I wrote everything down you wanted to do. Oh, let me scroll up and get them. I just had them. If you want to start listening to them, I can scroll up to my grades and find them real fast. Oh, All here right. we go. I got them. Oh, okay. Okay. Go so my thought, my idea that I brought to the table was uh, adding a grades for the season category, uh, starting pitching, bullpen, Overall pitching, infield, outfield, in-season move, whether it's call-ups or trades, Dusty's overall grade, the front office overall grade, and the season overall grade. So I'll start with – I we can knock out all the pitching real quick, right? Is that okay with you all? Go ahead. I'll go starting pitching. 
at the end of the year, I'm going to give it up to a B plus because this year as a whole, it's been the starting pitching has either been what we saw the last couple games or it's shutouts and close ball games, or it is just us getting it, giving up a ton of runs, you know, um, B plus for that. The bullpen, in my opinion, is still the best bullpen in baseball. A plus could be a, just a regular A with Montero, but when you get the what I talk about are usuals, Maton into Neris Abreu Presley. There's literally nobody better with those last three, especially. And Maton forgot about healthy. Montero on the slander poll. Yeah, we definitely needed so Montero we on that slander that, poll. That's the yeah. one that should have been there. That's yeah. the one we missed. <laughs> uh, and then overall pitching, I'd give a solid. It wasn't as bad as people think. I'd give it a, a B plus, A minus B plus around there. What do you guys think? I have I'll the starting pitcher. Okay, I have the starting pitchers. I gave him a C. My expectations were too high to give him an A or a B. The bullpen, I gave him a B. Pieces of it are good, but I, they it felt like the whole year they lacked a couple of pieces. And we'll get to that later. And then so overall, I gave him a B minus. You're up, Steph. For me, for starting pitching, I gave it a B. I think that we are so used to having rookies that come in and really like can just kind of fill that hole a little bit better than they were this year. So I gave it a B because it wasn't excellent. It wasn't insane, but it wasn't bad either, in my opinion. And with the injuries we had, it was a completely different starting pitching situation than what we thought it would be. Uh, for relief, I gave it an A-. minus. Kind of like Rob, I... I felt like there was something missing. I felt like we weren't the same lights out bullpen that we were last year. Last year, I mean, our bullpen struck fear into the hearts of everybody. And once you gave it over to the bullpen, you didn't expect anyone to score any more runs. And when it did, it was a very rare occurrence this year. I think we let a couple games slip in the later innings. Um, so overall, I gave it a B plus. Um, I think we did good. We didn't do great. Um, but overall, I mean, hey, we got there and that's all that matters. So moving on to infield and outfield. Infield, I gave us an A minus, simply because of the slow starts between Bregman and Abreu. But into the year with our typical without Tuve healthy, perfectly fine. Outfield, A plus. If you get Dubon, Chaz, Brantley, Tucker, those guys out there, even Jordan, like come on, A plus. Infield, I have A minus. Had some uh, errors, costly errors. Some. Here and there in the outfield, A-plus. I agree with you, bud. That's an awesome outfield. There's many pieces that they move around, and they're still pretty awesome. Yeah, for me, I gave a, uh, infield an A-minus. Um, I mean, like everyone said, a couple moments here and there where we could have been a little cleaner, could have made a few less mistakes, and I think there were a couple games where our infield did cost us with some big errors. Um, outfield, I mean – of course they get an A plus those guys. I feel like they don't let anything hit the ground. And if they do, it's a pretty rare occurrence. The fact that all of them are so versatile and can really just move around the outfield and still play it at a high level. Insane. Um, but yeah, so absolute A plus for the outfield. All right. So we'll knock out the last four together in season move for me, obviously JV close with Yiner, but that's not really in season move. That's kind of towards the start of the season. But for me, it's, Verlander, Dusty's overall grade for me, C minus. 
that's being nice. I think I, we've we've talked about Dusty a ton, and just from lineups to uh, comments with the media and different things, just not his best year, I don't think. Uh, front office, I think we made some good moves. I think Graveman's still an okay move. I'm gonna put Montero as not counting as this year because if that did, we would not give it a good grade. It's but the I'm first guy it, they signed. So, so if we're gonna count Montero, it's got to be like also a C minus without the Montero, <laughs> B plus or an A for bringing Verlander and and you know getting the pieces they did get. Overall grade for the season, hey, it was a rough season, but guess what? Three years in a row. Six out of the last seven. We're AL West champs. Number two seed. It's an A of a year. We're still the <laughs> champs. Come on, guys. <laughs> so it's in-season moves, Dusty, the front office, and overall grade? Correct. All right. So in-season moves and trades and all this. Ugh, I'm going to give them a D. I don't, I don't think they – I think they could have made some better moves. Uh, front office, I don't know how to even grade that because I kind of count that as the same thing. Uh, Dusty, I gave him a D also. I think Dusty made some bonehead lineups. He made bonehead, I don't know, but sometimes it worked out for him. But I think Dusty slander, he deserved it all. Uh, and overall grade, I'm with you, buddy. A plus, they finished second. I mean, the, yeah, the second best, is it the third best record? No, it's the second best, right? Second best, in the AL, second yeah. best record yeah, in the American best, yeah. League. They're in the playoffs seven years in a row. A plus. They don't. They don't deserve anything less. <laughs> I'm apparently a lot nicer on these grades than y'all are, uh, but that's kind of just my vibe all the time. Anyway, I'm like very <laughs> positive energy all the time. Um, but I gave in season moves. I will say I gave that a B minus. I think we could have done a lot more. I think bringing JV was key, and I think that that was a huge. Uh, a huge moment, but I also think like, you know, we just kind of got lucky with the Mets being in the situation that they were, that it kind of fell into our lap and wasn't necessarily something we really had to fight that hard for. So I gave it a B minus. Um, Dusty, I gave him a B. Yeah, there were some decisions that he made that maybe weren't the best, the lineups, whatever. Um, I mean, against the media part, I feel like that's Dusty being Dusty all the time. He kind of tries to be politically correct sometimes to where he's overly politically correct. Um, and that's kind of just always been his vibe, in my opinion. So I gave him a B because at the end of the day, he still got us the AL West championship. You know, whether we want to nope. say it was Dusty or not, he's a key piece to that. So that's true. I gave him a B. Um, front office, also B. Um, again, I think we did some decent moves in the offseason. I think the in-season moves could have been better. But overall, again, we put together a team that got the AL West. And overall, same guys it's an a-plus season anytime we win the west it's a good year so i think the astros did a good job the AL west, still would have been great i think the astros did a good job getting montero right away and everybody felt the same they had to have no matter how bad he is and everybody had to fall in love with the fact that we got michael brantley and no matter how good he played at the end that really didn't work out for us unless he's healthy in the playoffs but we you know because it seemed like we kind of had a hole in the lineup all year. And I know everybody wants to, and that's kind of what I think that's what shined the light on Maldi a little more is that our, mm -hmm. our, we didn't have one through eight. That was so solid that he, he could just hide in the nine spot. Exactly. He, couldn't, he couldn't hide this year. And that's because I don't think they, I, I think, I think they should have made some moves in the off season. 
Agreed. I agree. There could have been there could have been more moves made, but a lot of the backlash against our whole season from the fans are they want us to be dominant from start to finish. Mm-hmm. They don't see we still win the West. It's fine. And I think that's where a lot of it still is coming from is they think Bregman's still hitting 220. They think Pena and Abreu are hitting 210. You know what I mean? They think that Montero's still giving up eight hits and four runs every time he's in there. And he's been good, you know, recently. Yeah. So we have to look at what we have now. And Bregman said it earlier. He said, I know we've been good on the road and not very good at home, but this is October and that changes everything or everything changes or something like that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our guys know vibe. what to do. We're fine. It was all about getting in, and it doesn't matter if it was if it was today or if it was two, three weeks ago. We're in. We don't go to Tampa or Baltimore. We're fine. That was big. They were fine. All so, right. Go ahead. Well, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna give everybody. We got three minutes left. So I was gonna give yeah. everybody like a one minute. Flo- okay, let's do that. Floor yeah. for one minute. Steffi, go ahead. You got one minute. What do you got to say about you the know- season overall? All I have to say is it was a great year. You know, it was hard fought. I think that we've been very spoiled the past six years where we've, you know, clinched up the West pretty early and we had to fight for this one, but damn it, we did it y'all. So let's enjoy October and see how this thing goes. Yeah. For me, for me, it was, you know, like you just said, we clinched it. We're in, and I don't think people are understanding how big, even if it was the six seed, how big the side of the bracket we got is like, that is so big, almost arguably to the point still, the AL still goes through Houston. Not only are we the defending champs, but those bottom teams are going to beat up on each other so bad. Just looking at the Rays and having to think that that's a wildcard team is insane to me. Yeah. And then Baltimore, Mm -hmm. Baltimore young, you never know what that does in the playoffs. I think they're hungry, but you know, by time, if we face Baltimore or Tampa, or Texas, they're going to beat up on each other. <laughs> they're young. You know what I mean? It, it's, I am excited, and I think this is just all on another path headed towards towards another World Series appearance. All right, I want to say this, folks. Everyone that listens to this podcast, I've been saying it all year. We're going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. Now, when the Astros couldn't beat Kansas City or Oakland, and they needed a lot of help at the end. I was getting worried, but they still had a great chance to make the playoffs, just maybe not the AOS, but it all worked out. Seattle won three out of four. We won two close games against Arizona. They didn't even try in game three. And we got the two seed, which, like you said, way, way, way better than having to face. Like Texas has the impossible road. They have they would have to beat Tampa Bay, Baltimore, and then they would probably have to be us or somebody else and then face the Dodgers or Atlanta. They got a rough road. Yeah, I mean, a rough road. You want to talk about (laughs) pitching matchups for the Rays and the Rangers alone, not to mention the, oh, my God, it's going to be an insane playoffs. I'm excited. It's October, October baseball, baby. Well, we can definitely have a playoff preview podcast sometime this week if you want to. But we are out of time, so Steffi, I appreciate you taking your time out to join us. Steve, I, I keep calling you Steve because Steven's so long. I hope hey, you don't. Bo- hope that's not bothering you. <laughs> I've been doing it all it. night. I'm sorry. All right, we're good. We're good. All right. So anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed doing it. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Peace. <laughs>
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.